Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives. As ever, I'm here with my co-host, the Death Devil from the North. It's Sam Hammond, aka at Bomb Cruise. These uh, intros I'm doing for you are getting more and more Alan Partridge as I go along. I'm into it, it's good. Uh, I mean, we just recorded an episode, so I'm asking how you are, but you're the same as you were a minute ago. No, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's a global pandemic going on and Mm. AIDS is flying around outside in the sky, so, you know, I'm feeling a bit panicked. Air AIDS. Air AIDS could be the death of any one of us. Uh, we want to hear from you guys at home about any weird funeral or death-related stories, if you have them. If they're funny, if they're great, then we will, of course, read them out on this very podcast. So please, if you've got anything, send it to poditsyourfuneral at gmail.com. That's poditsyourfuneral at gmail.com. But our guest today is actor, writer, and my flatmate, Ed Coleman. Ed, how are you? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, all the more for being the third in that list of uh, <laughs> definitions of yeah. my existence. That's exactly right. Uh, Ed, uh, it's end of one lockdown. Feels like it's going to be the beginning of another. Yeah. How have you been? How are you? How are you coping with this very strange time? It's a, it's a morbid time. It's a morbid podcast. Yeah. Um, I sort of... I mean, the beginning of it was all a bit... You know, no one knew. I didn't know what to make of it. Euphoric. And, uh, <laughs> and then I sort of got... And then I got really into it. I just sort of... Uh, I just there was just nothing to do, mm. and like sometimes, particularly when you know you do you're an actor or you do things uh, creative which are outside of your control, and you have nothing to do, and that's all that time is imbued with sort of anxiety, the anxiety and stress of that, you know, of finding what you know what the next thing is you're going to do, and it was so this was kind of like all oh, right, well, well I, can, I can now be useful, so I just um, well you know I sort of spent a lot of time reading a load of, a load of books. Yeah. Um, started doing like yoga, started meditating. It was awful. I was basically oh, getting absolute. Quar- I was a quarantine twat. I was the worst. I, was like, I, I just got drunk and sort of like cried. Yeah. I gave up drinking. Gave up drinking for four months. Uh, went on a real sort of uh, deep dive. I was like, I found this kind of really great sort of, um, you know, sort of zen, sort of semi spirituality. And I thought, oh great, I've cracked life. And yeah. then um, then I had one bump in the road in my life, and it all fell apart immediately. So it was an absolute waste of time. None of it stuck. <laughs> Uh, all that, all that work, uh, and I had sort of. I had like Glad one, to hear I didn't uh, waste yeah. my lockdown. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I should have just drunk my way th- uh, through it because I won. Like the sp- first thing that came up when things started to sort of uh, unthaw, um, and a job like fell through, and immediately I just fell into a sort of babbling puddle of self pity. So oh, I'm sorry, mate. 
Yeah, don't. Uh, my advice: don't try and improve yourself. It's a waste of time. <laughs> but if we try and if we try and find positives from that uh, bab- babbling self pity, yeah, uh, you having like found that uh, four months of of difference in your life and spirituality, or whatever, that's probably put off your death by a number of years. I would have thought. I yeah, I mean, it would have done. Other than I t- I've given I've given up smoking, but I was reading a lot and I was drinking a lot of coffee and I uh, and um, how much. I was having about eight cups of coffee. Mate, that's that's not good. Uh, is it not? I Felt good. Felt great. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. loved it. What that, are you talking about? It's you know great. What? I've got that, a coffee now. That really reminds me of I did a job back in like 2004 where I worked with Paul Gascoigne for a couple of days and he was like on one of his early trying to give up alcohol and he was in the studio for the day and he must have had, and I'm not exaggerating, 25 Red Bulls. Oh, right. Christ. 25 Red Bulls. He was just... Over and over drinking Red Bull. I used to um, have a girlfriend years ago who worked for Red Bull. So the house we were sharing at the time, we had like boxes and boxes of it just everywhere. And like a bunch of my mates, I was quite a young guy at this time, but a bunch of my mates came over and um, we decided to like, I think it was just because we couldn't afford drugs, but we (laughs) were like, like, let's let's see how many we can drink and what it does. So we think we. With or without vodka? Well, I think we were boozing as well, but we were just drinking these as like a sort of. A little game to see how what it would do. About seventeen hours later, we were still awake, just arguing, like bickering. You know, really. Your heart palpitations must have been off the scale. I think we were really young, so I was probably like twenty-one. So yeah, maybe it hasn't sort of got me then. That's eight coffees there, Ed. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, in? Have you been to America? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever had four loco? No, no, uh, no, I think it's been banned now. I've heard of it. It was banned. So it comes in these. I was in like I was in New York once and. I was just quite thirsty and I was going to meet some friends uh, and they weren't going to be there for a couple of hours. And I went into one of those kind of uh, little sort of news agent things. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically Four Loco is a sort of alcoholic, like a really alcoholic drink. It's got grain alcohol or something in it, but it's yeah. kind of fruit flavoured, like lots of artificial flavourings. But I didn't know what it was, but it came in those big sort of colourful cans. Mm. You know, that they do all the kind of like fruit tea and stuff. Like everything in America is big, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these kind of soft drinks are big. And it just, it was like amongst, or at least tangential to them to the point it looked like disgusting soft fruit drink. And I was like, all right, this would be horrible, but refreshing. This is what I need. So I bought, I bought, like, bought bought two. Uh, And it was like quite hot. So I just um, sort of drank one, opened it up, basically just downed it. And it was sort of, it was disgusting, but it didn't particularly feel like it was alcoholic oh god and then about 20 minutes later i was stumbling like all really? over the place oh, over no. the lower east side got in a conversation with a hobo <laughs> quite a bit he was like hey man you got a dollar and i was like yes i've got lots of them look <laughs> look at this it doesn't mean anything to me i gave him like 30 bucks <laughs> and he was like yeah oh, you're all right man and we so we became friends for a bit and then i had to do a wee um and i was outside i couldn't find anywhere to do a wee and i sort of went behind a some bins, yeah, uh, and then I got stopped by two like beat policemen oh, no. who uh, basically gave me a right telling off, and I sort of did a sort of drunk bumbling. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't really, I didn't even realise I was drunk. Did you say like I've drunk this, I've drunk this fruit drink? Yeah, and I was like, this fruit drink is very. Yeah. Um, eventually, they sort of let me off, but then I, basically because I was <laughs> pissing on the ground, and as they walked away, one of them just turned back and was like, "You don't piss on America, bro." <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I just did. <laughs> That's Again, the most seriously. American thing yeah. ever. <laughs> oh god, that is so like that, obvious. Even like the dirty rat-infested sort of uh, kind of that corner of it's like such a the shit hole there as well. 
I mean, it's quite nice. Cool parts out, but I mean, the actual, oh, yeah, the actual ground was clean. disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Ed, you could quite easily have found yourself getting shot and therefore killed in that situation, which brings me nicely no, on to because he's white. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that, which brings me nicely on to Ed. Uh, we like to ask all of our guests, "What is your funeral experience?" You know, I've been to um, relatively few funerals. Mm-hmm. I've got a very small family. Thankfully, nobody I know. No friends have died. No friends have died. That's Thank- good. Yeah, thankfully. Good for me. Um, I don't remember my friend at school's mum died when we were still at school and we all went to kind of support her. And oh. that was kind of... Uh, mm. But that was quite... Um, she was a kind of very cool woman who like lived in Glastonbury and had like a shop full of crystals and the kind of the people... So it, was like, it was kind of a magical kind of celebratory sort of ah, thing. Ah, that sounds nice. Yeah, she had this really amazing eccentric house sort of near Glastonbury. So Is everyone from Glastonbury... Kind of into crystals. I don't think it's that they're from there. I think it's that they then they go there. there. They go Got there. Yeah. yeah. I actually stopped off that I, on the way back from visiting my mum a couple of weeks ago. Stopped off in Glastonbury. Did you feel nice magical? Spot. Did you uh, t- take loads of drugs? It was uh, no. I just uh, potted around the town centre. No, no Pratt. Couldn't find a Pratt. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going there then. Well, actually, every shop is like one of those. Uh, I was like, wow. I was like, how do these? They, they all seem to be. A couple of them seem to be like have got out of business. I imagine there being a, a really lovely kind of delicatessen that'll do you a great lunch sandwich there. Oh, um, you, no. There was an organic supermarket that did a God. kind of uh, yeah, but you know those kind of like pre-made things that you get like in organic mm. supermarkets. I think mm. I had a I had a sort of slice. I could only get a, a slice of frittata. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. Do you know? In where... some, Controversially, non-compostable packaging, by the looks of it. Wow. Yeah. Cancel them. Do you know yeah. uh, Nicholas Cage lives in Glastonbury? Uh, yes. Or he well, did, or he doesn't. He might not anymore, but he did. It's he, somewhere. He bought, like, it's how house. somewhere. It's like somewhere between like there and Wells, right? Because he. Uh, yeah, it's around the corner somewhere. He turned up at New Year's in a pub in Wells. He must. Yeah. Uh, surely, what you mean is he has a home. There. Yeah, he has yeah, a but home. he spent a lot of time there. Um, yeah, and he, I saw he has. A, he bought like a castle just outside of Glastonbury. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he still owns it. But I didn't know that. Yeah, such yeah. a strange guy, isn't he? Huh. Um, Ed, this is called It's Your Funeral. Yeah. I have to ask, have you in your life given much thought to your own funeral? Have you fantasised about it as I have? Um, yes. Yeah, I, a little bit. I guess you have that kind of, every now and again you do that kind of like, oh, this one, one for the eulogy. <laughs> or more sort of... Uh, <laughs> what, a, st- a story that someone will tell in, a, in yeah. their eulogy. and then I realised I was just uh, on my own doing something absolutely shameful, so no one will ever know. <laughs> so I was like, thankfully, no one's here to record that. Such uh, as? You <laughs> uh, tell no, us after. No, yeah. I've thought about it more in recent memory because uh, uh, my dad died mm-hmm. and I had to write his eulogy and, and organise his funeral, um, which is a pretty, pretty torrid... Mm. Torrid affair. Yeah, my dad was uh, was an alcoholic and uh, lived a very sad end to his life. I mean, he was brilliant. He was a brilliant man in his youth, uh, and just sort of lost his way. And he died sort of alone in sort of squalor in mm. a bed set in Yorkshire, which obviously processing beyond processing the grief you have for even though semi estranged sort of. Uh, father that's just you know you're also faced with just the like the admin of it all yeah mm. and i mean having to go through somebody's possessions is such an interesting like some of it was just uh, my friend uh, my very dear friend sarah came to help me because oh, i'm an only child there's no one else to do it and it's just he was just dead and this rented like his body had been taken out he'd been dead for a week before anyone found it and it was just pretty grim and me, my amazing friend sarah came to sort of clear uh clear out 
the flat because we had to like you know had to be gone because I had to yeah. go back to this one his um he was massively in debt right. uh so you just had to go through things and just like the banana it's so weird doing that kind of you know the, you imagine how embarrassed you were when you were young the idea mm. of your parents yeah. like going through your yeah. stuff and what they might find in there mm. and it was so weird to do that like in reverse but to a whole life like a whole life that had been sort of eventually whittled down into this this kind of sad two-room like block of possessions yeah but even amongst that there was this, this strange kind of like universal humanity of like what you find in there like i found porn like yeah. <laughs> but like old school like, like magazines yeah. like and that like readers wives yeah like, like magazines like in a cupboard yeah like old yeah. Uh, old things and dad porn i was like that's horrible is it and then i was like is it horrible it's, no. no it's just like it's human but then that led to this amazing situation whereby i was got i got i was a real stickler for like right we've got to get rid of everything in this house but i was like but gotta re you know that's that's paper recycling <laughs> oh, God, Sarah was yeah. like just living like, with Ed like, I can tell you he yeah. is like this she was like no fuck it darling just chuck it all in a fucking bin bag and I was like no it's paper gotta go so basically I would do I would like fill mm -hmm. up a bin bag like just with porn <laughs> there's a point where like I he sounds like quite the purveyor of porn oh uh, yeah uh, there was certainly two trips uh, yeah. of, um, with other with other magazines with other kind of pointless magazines but a lot of it was porn yeah. but then so I had to go fill up but put, put stuffed a bin bag full of paper porn, put it in a boot of my car, then drove to the nearest. You drove home. Place. Drove, uh, yeah, drove all the way back to yeah, back to London. <laughs> no, like basically drove, drove to Morrison's, uh, which is the nearest supermarket that had like a recycling bag in it, and then just like hauled this bin bag across. But it was like sort of it was like it was kind of I don't really account for time. It was like school tipping out time. So loads of like mums like there were loads of sort she of mums one and, out yeah. to each of the kids. They were like mum. They were sort of like mums with kids doing you know their little bottle bank recycling stuff. And I was just there <laughs> loitering by the paper bit, being like, at what point do I start? Yeah. Just start stuff these hands and hands of it in. Or I was like, oh, should I should I leave some of it somewhere to pay it forward? But like, that's not a thing anymore. Do you remember, like, I don't know if... Uh, when I was a little kid, I guess it was, like, pre-internet, but I grew up, like, on the edge of, like, a big forest. And me and my mates were quite lucky that because it was safe where we grew up, we could just play out in there all the time and do whatever we wanted, and, like, from a very young age. But there was always, like, hidden behind a rock, you'd always find a porn mag. Yeah! People's dads were obviously taking the dog out for a walk but going for a wank in the woods you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. is that what you meant by paying it for yeah, yeah. I was going to leave yeah. it somewhere because I could have done that I had a similar thing like in the I grew up in the country and, and for some one time I was walking back so there was like the hedgerow on either side which is quite high yeah. and once I saw one of those I was walking back and I saw one of those weird sort of like blue and white candy striped newsagent bags yeah. but like right at the top mm. the top of the hedge yeah, where you'd get your strawberry sherbets and I was yeah, yeah. and I was like hmm so I think those magazines are there. I sort of like clambered out and got it, and it sure enough, it's like a, a bag with like three porn mags in it. Yeah, it was and a I was very like, I was thing. like, did they, did they fall out of a helicopter? What's going? Like, it's just like one of those riddles where like it's the guy, uh, the parachute hasn't opened, not the snowman. I was like, but it's quite that. It was quite innocent because you'd get if you found those. Yeah, it was a great you'd then, day. Like, it's, it was a great. It was the greatest day. <laughs> the greatest day. Secondhand porn. Yeah, my mates used to find one like you know it's disgusting really, but it's just like a but you would rotting like, old mag and they'll sit around it. Oh, yeah, but that was the thing. There was like a cute, there was like a communality to it, right? You kind of, you sort of like tell everyone, and you're like, <laughs> it does feel like a very different time. Obviously, I was young then as well, but certainly at my school, the girls were steadfast. Of course, we don't masturbate. Of course, we don't masturbate. And now 
in the now that like internet porn is everywhere, I feel like girls now. Are, yeah, of course we masturbate probably way more than you do. The game's and up. Porn's everyone, a, and everyone's porn's a wanker. Every, yeah, yeah. Porn's everywhere. I, I just two things I find funny. One is that we've managed to go so quickly from such a um, emotive, <laughs> uh, well articulated uh, vision that Ed gave us about you know the admin of having to clear out his late father's flat to then going into 15 minutes of porn based material yeah sorry we found that old men wanking in the woods yeah. in the 90s we found, yeah, right. we found that worryingly <laughs> easy um but, i don't know but it did make me think uh, i i definitely you want to put your put your affairs in order don't hoard right right because right. it's uh, a real pain in the ass but yeah. i think one thing that's really really fascinating that i've never really heard talked about is actually the admin of dealing with 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 death and i think it's only people who've had to deal with it who really think about it yeah or, or have sorry or have to think about it it's like for me you know no i've never had to deal with grief like in that way ed and i feel very fortunate about that but then when you talk about that immediately i think well when my mum dies she's got so much stuff mm, and yeah. it's gonna be that i mean you know you talked you know it's not a competition but you talked about being semi-estranged estranged from your dad and him having less and less stuff over time, probably, or being a bit of a hoarder. But literally everything, when it comes to uh, the inevitable death of my mum, will be like a memory, you know, a memory thing yeah. you have to go through and try and block out the trauma of it, I guess. Well, I guess it, I mean, I guess it depends on the circumstances of a death. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be traumatic. I mean, you'll find... It, the stuff like I suppose stuff. if I've done it, yeah. I, I mean, if you've done it, it, yeah, then you want to be sort of that. That's that's basically just dealing with evidence, isn't it? I mean, that's just, <laughs> you want to be getting, uh, you want to get down some uh, some, <laughs> some plastic sheeting, get the bleach in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the bleaching never works. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I even think once they cut up the body in in all of the true crime stuff they all cut up the body and yet they all all the forensic people find the body as Barnaby Slapman I can attest to the amount of uh, true crime documentaries he is uh, absolutely like if anyone could get away with it Barnaby it should (laughs) theory be you what you should use instead of bleach please write into the email address I've always I've always thought Red Bull bury bury them uh, in motorway side forest Oh right. No one, no one goes in those woods next to motorways. Um, so uh, yeah, we. I mean, a long time ago, we talked about fantasizing about your own funeral. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you given much thought to the actual vision of it? What, what kind of venue is it? What kind of thought have you given to the actual kind of funeral itself? Um, definitely, like not not a not a church. Uh, but pretty much every funeral I've been to has been in a crematorium. Yeah. Which is which the is the last one I went to. Which was, is, yeah. which is I mean it's fine, isn't it? But it's a bit. I guess you could sort of bland. I guess it's a bit bland. I mean, you get to, I mean, you can get sort of uh, secular kind of. I mean, you don't even need. They, they kind of. They, there's a lot of stuff they foist on you. Mm. Again, sorry to go back to, <laughs> sorry to harp on about my uh, no, 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 about my dead dad. No, but uh, you really got to, you got to, you got to mine that vein of material for at least a couple <laughs> yeah. of years. Yeah, both, uh, both of our dads are alive. <laughs> yeah, fill the beans. Uh, but you can, basically you can as an option. Like you, it is there is a response. There's a legal responsibility. To dis- but you can't just like ditch your body, right? Mm. If they're next to kin, you can't just leave it mm. with the council, you know. Once it, once the body's with them, can you so, bury them? Bury someone anywhere? Can you just like pop them in the garden if you want? I no. don't. No, I don't. Uh, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of weird things. The 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 kind of there is a package, a really, like, really cold kind of thing. It's like if you don't, re- if you really don't give a shit about this person, mm. and it's still like seventeen hundred quid. What? And basically, what they'll do it's is they'll box. just yeah. What they what they do is like <laughs> they say we'll take the body and we'll burn it when we get a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what that's that's the service. Like so, no one's allowed to be. There's no service. No one's allowed to be there. Body's taken to crematorium. <sighs> If they get a few minutes in between some other burnings, they'll chuck that okay. body in, burn it, and then um, you'll get the ashes back at some point if you want them. So, it might not be yours. yours <laughs> your absolutely no guarantee it's yours. And that's still... Call me... This is why people have to have... Like, this is why people like take out insurance and stuff for yeah. these kind of Oh, things. actually, do you know what? I was thinking the other day whilst watching TV, because I'm now of the age where they uh, tailor the adverts to me. It's all funeral stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's all funeral and Newman, the erectile dysfunction stuff, and, uh. and hair loss. They're the only adverts I get, yeah. I get put my way. But uh, I was thinking while watching a lot of these funeral things, a good sponsor for this podcast would Very be one good. of those funeral services... Uh, people so yeah you know, we're, we're 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 open to those they've possibilities they've obviously got loads of money if they're taking 1700 quid just to basically well, bin you so this is what i wanted to talk about i'm assuming then that you have to be like li- you have to be a licensed crematorium because otherwise oh, yeah sam why are we not starting a company Start where a we'll be- one. we'll bury your or, you know we'll burn your your body for you know 1600 quid all right race to the bottom yeah. cut them. i do it for uh, 200 quid at the moment i'll be honest yeah yeah, I guess, uh, I guess just turn it into an app. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, I, I sh- I'm sure it creates a terrible smell. But if we can find somewhere out of the out of the city, It'd be fine, won't it? It's going... Don't undersell yourself, Sam. Yeah, I think if I think let's do it for a, a, 
a clear grand. Yeah. Easy that, funerals. I mean, Ed, Easy, I feel like at this point we have burn. to ask, which box did you tick on the funeral options for uh, your dad? I did. I did get a few. I did get a few. I mean, I paid for a funeral. You I paid for a, a few bells and whistles. A few bells and whistles. I mean, it was a fairly sad... But just for me, really, more than anything else. I think the funerals are really about the people who are... Uh, like behind. left behind yeah. um and for me like it was an important thing to do just because i had things to process and some of that you know mm-hmm. partially because of what i did some of that process i needed to give us you know say some words out loud yeah, yeah. uh and that was sort of helpful. Um, and I should say, to interrupt again, but <clears throat> Ed wrote uh, and performed in a brilliant play based on that exact um, scenario that you were faced with. Uh, I Yes. Well received and poorly attended, much like the funeral <laughs> itself. <laughs> uh, it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Well, <laughs> as in life, he gave it in death. Thanks was, a lot. I'll, I'll have, I'll, when I went to see the play in London, it was uh, well attended. Ah. Yeah, uh, but are you talking about when you took it to Edinburgh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, a lot of competition. Up there, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that bad. A lot it? of competition. Um, and also, it's a tough. It's a tough sell. It was pretty sad. But it was really, really brilliant. But did it? Um, did it help you with closure and moving on and stuff like that? That that part of it. I think it helped me sort of. Emp- it helped me get, have a greater degree of empathy. I think for his, you know, weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, which I've obviously harboured, you know, a lot of anger. I guess about him basically behaving like he didn't really want to be a father and you know whether that's you know if so, if you feel like one of your if one of your parents who is supposed to love you unconditionally if you don't feel that they actually really give a shit about you or love you i mean that's quite a that's quite a hole mm-hmm. yeah uh to fill uh i'm always more worried about the people whose parents do both love them unconditionally to be honest they're so few and far between now mm. i think they're, i think they're pretty th- those people with two loving parents who are present the whole time i think they're yeah really they're, up they're the edgelords now yeah. <laughs> I, I must say yeah both my parents are very very loving and they've always been there but yeah that's why i'm yeah. such a wanker well exactly <laughs> yeah but i mean part of that process like you know i don't think i i think i think he did love me i just didn't think he knew how, how to, to how, how to, to do that? It, how to show it, and yeah. you know how to sort of function in 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 the world. Um, Addiction is, and stuff like that. that yeah. takes over. Like I've yeah. got it in my family as well. It it can sort of stop people from behaving the way they want yeah. to behave. You know? And it's such a, you know, it's such a. I think the the double standards about alcoholism is that he wasn't an alcoholic in that kind of you know. Soho, bon vivant, kind of raconteur kind of way. He mm. drank himself into early grave. Like there's no fun in it. There was no joy. In it. You know, it wasn't. Mm. Like, I, you know, no, I don't it's remember. Him, like, I have no memories of him ever really like laughing. Or you know, didn't. He wasn't sort of a hell. You know, a hell, sort of living hard hellraiser who you know succumbed to it. It was just sad. You know, spirits out of a mug. You know, giving yeah. up on life. You know. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's really sad. The least, the least sexy of the alcoholics, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Not uh, to not to belittle your very beautiful uh, way of explaining this very dark situation. Yeah. Um, do you think then that looking, you know, having seen that from afar, and then obviously close up after he died and dealing with his funeral and stuff, did that allow you to look at your own life and think I'm going to make sure I don't make similar mistakes or or make changes to my life, or did it make you? Yeah, yeah feel like you're on the right path anyway i mean i think that there were you know it took me a while to realize that at the time that i was i dealt with it actually really badly and didn't realize i was dealing with it badly for quite a while um 
I think it just opened a whole kind of worms. But the process, what it did... What um, flavour about it? Drinking yourself? Or? Yeah, I think I, yeah, like, actually, bizarrely, I sort of started almost like emulating some of his mm-hmm. behaviours in like a weird almost sort of... Yeah. It was like necromancy. Almost, I sort of like kept him alive slightly by mm-hmm. loads of porn mags in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too, I'm too, too much paper for me. You see, I'm still, I'm still very eco-conscious, so I had to, do, I just kept it online. The brilliant thing about the funeral, and it was again all for me. So it was kind of like he didn't really have, you know, I didn't know what he would have wanted, and because we you know we never talked about it. He was very much in denial about, mm. you know, the inevitability. You know, there was he was kind of told that this would happen, and he just kept drinking anyway. So mm. it's. Um, and presumably he left no will and no instructions. Uh, no, there was no will, uh, no instructions. I mean, it was all moot because of like oh, he, uh, because of the debt that he was in right, and right, stuff. Right. So, mm. um, but what it did for me was like, so like so at the funeral there was like about twelve people at his funeral and only four of them had ever met him. Right, and the rest were my friends who like sort of rallied around sort yeah. of me in that time. And like I said, I got no, I got no siblings and I got no cousins so basically very very small family mm. and I've always kind of sort of felt that and I really felt for the first time like, wow I did what am I talking about I have a family this is incredible these people yeah that's are amazing that was like the most beautiful sort of experience mm. and it was that was like yeah. an amazing bit of parenting so <laughs> I guess to sort of you know you know it's amazing to think how people get to that stage like of sort of isolation and sort of loneliness I don't you know I don't he must have had friends at some point in his life yeah. and at what point do you like how do you push people away to the point where they wouldn't try and help you back yeah. do you know what I mean I was like even a, it was so nice to see like a you know a sea of faces like yeah if I there'd be a support network if ever if ever yeah. something as sad happened to me I feel like I don't think I, I don't think they would let it happen to me and that was like very, very reassuring and life yeah, affirming that's been such a great insight into yeah. obviously what's a yeah. terrible situation um, and because of that beautiful insight we're kind of running out of time so I'm going to yeah. make you do I'm going to make you do um Quick fire answer right. to some of these questions. Yeah. Okay, so first thing that, that comes to your head: What music do you want when uh, at your funeral when your coffin is brought in or taken out? I'm going to go for sort of uh, film scores. I'd like uh, Ooh, nice something by Hans uh, Zimmer. Oh, mate, I just watched the Hans Zimmer masterclass. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, anything? Um, I mean, I should say at this point, my mum used to work with Hans Zimmer because he used to be a jingle guy. Right. He started as a jingle guy, mm. and my mum—it's uh, one of those things where she uh, she just calls him Hans. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's friends, and she's friends with him on Facebook. Oh what? Hilarious! Oh, I mean, God. she also used to sing with Meatloaf, and just calls him Meat. <laughs> oh my she's God! Got a picture of him on meat. a fridge, which is, is that, slightly worrying. Is Meat his Christian name? Is that what he's done by? I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met a guy um, who worked for U two, and um, he said, "Well, he used to work for U two, and he said you have to call the Edge Mister the Edge." What? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Come on. <laughs> Mister the Edge. Mister um, the Edge. Okay, so film scores. Right. So it's if like, not hands, who else? Uh, pro- Alan Silvestri, who did a uh, like the Back to the Future stuff, and uh, oh, brilliant. And uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, that film you does not age. Sound system, pro- yeah. Not. Just so much. That music is like so just uh, just fills me with so much sort of yeah. happiness. Uh, we want to quickly get on to the wake, which I think is very important. Ah. Where do you want your wake? What kind of after party is it? Assuming it's an after party, and most importantly, what spread are you laying on? Because it depends what age I die. Like, well, that is a question we often ask. Yeah. How, when do you think you're going to die? How old do you think you'll be? How is it happening? Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's now. 
or in the foreseeable future. Mm. So if it's like, if it's something that I would know I wouldn't want my friends to go to, it's different to like a sort of a generation below. They'll mm. be into some, they'll be into something weird. It'll be like all, it'll be like a on a hollow deck or something by, by <laughs> no, anyone. It won't. It? But it's not. Don't, 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 don't. Will it be don't on TikTok? Re- don't you remember what everyone said would be happening, what tomorrow's world said would be happening in 2020? We'd be in flying cars, et cetera, et cetera. Although, yeah. to be honest, Amazon yeah. are about to use, yeah. start using those, but anyway. Flying cars are rubbish. I've Drones. Drones, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I maybe just just drone in, just drone in some pizzas. Drone in some pizzas, nice. Which yeah. brand, obviously? Uh, well, some Dr. Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Nazi. No. Yeah, Dr. Rutgers was a Nazi. They're Nazi pizzas. They're delicious. Well, yeah. I remember of them, but yeah, they aren't. Oh, hang on. So what's he? Is he a doctor? Is he a doctor of death? Doctor death. Doctor death. <laughs> no, he, he. Well, you know, those ovens after after the the, the war, he started cooking pizzas in them. Well, but hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. But he's like the opposite of ovens. He's like freezing. He's into like freezing he's stuff. In, he yeah. Is, yeah. No, I, that and was cakes. Just a bad and joke. he does the little cakes. he does the little bits on cakes. But also, Mr. Sam, to be honest, all you telling me he was an Nazi made me think is that I want to eat more Doctor Urkus. So. <laughs> well, there you go. That's Barnaby Slater. And that's why you. I only wear Hugo <laughs> Boss as well for the very same reasons. Um, no. Uh, uh, free bar? You're gonna have a free bar? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me take it out of uh, what little is left of my estate. You're gonna leave enough behind in your estate free bar. Very important. What do you want written on your gravestone? You know, what? I was thinking about this um, because you don't get a gravestone if you're. Like, I've always been thinking, you know, cremation's the best one. Mm. But I was in, I was on a holiday in the Isles of Scilly. Basically, I've got a new thing. <laughs> it's gonna sound really weird. I've started to go through when I go to sort of really beautiful, remote places, mm. finding like the local church, and just having a little scour of the graveyard. Yeah. Um, which I first started doing because I was like, I'm trying to write something, and I'm really crap at names, so I just thought I'd lift some, <laughs> basically a bit like sort of a good old like like some electoral fraud from uh, yeah. mid-century mm. America, but like they're taking the names off. Um, Tombstones, and I was in the Isles of Scilly, which is off the coast of Cornwall. So all of these tombstones were sort of amazing, and there were a lot of them um, were just like people who'd been lost at lost at sea. Oh wow! Yeah. So and there was an amazing, a famous, oh, famous shipwreck of the Shiller. Yeah, I mean, I've got them <laughs> down, but there are some incredible names. If you've got a good, if you have a good name, like your name, Bar- like Barnaby Stewart Slater. Yeah. That's a good name for a tombstone, isn't it? You want someone to come and like look, you know, in future times, someone to come and go, and go look at this name, Barnaby Stewart, like and write it down on their eye notes, which is what I did to some various people <laughs> in their graveyard. Like if your name's, well, you know, if your name's like John Smith, it's not an interesting tombstone. But if you've got a long name, maybe you should be buried so you can have a kind of yeah. entertaining tombstone. I mean, you know, for a while I've got a ridiculous name, like my all my middle names. I've go forgotten. You're going to have to give it. Yeah, Edward Thomas Lytton Vaughan. Coleman. Oh, wow, no wonder you're an actor. Yeah, yeah. and that's expensive because they're like a chip. You know how much yeah. time it's going to have a, a, really, of, a yeah. lot of little font you're going to put. I have to get an obelisk. Yeah, I was in the Outer Hebrides once and I went in this graveyard and there was I could, there was only a small graveyard, like a village one. It's really old and I counted like seven Donald McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You get, so many of them. you get like a history of like the local families as well. All the, all the yeah. recurring surnames. Huh. But for like a little, for just as a little sort of strap line, I think um, close but no cigar would be Lovely. my, uh, yes. my tombstone. Um, and uh, I just wanted to say you saying that Barnaby Stewart Slater is a great name for a gravestone. I'm not sure. I, I think it, I think you're right, but I'm not sure if that is uh, more important than how difficult it was having that name when I was a child. Well, <laughs> and how much bullying I got for being Barnaby or Barney or whatever. So you know, hey guys. Uh, well, they can't. Yeah. They can't. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> there you go. De- deal with that, Sam yeah. and Ed. You lucky bastards. They can't. You can't bully a gravestone. But be- worst case scenario, you can desecrate one. <laughs> you can desecrate one. it. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll probably someone will probably write nonce scum on it or something. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought. Uh, Ed, uh, 
Last question, yep. very important. How do you want to be remembered? Um, as a uh, better at uh, He's all right in person. Wanker <laughs> on the internet. Well, I was going to say rather than online. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have very. I, I don't really have an online presence, so um, that should be quite easy to fulfil. Okay. He's all right in person. Yeah. Yeah. All, hang on. It's it's. Oh, I actually like him when I got to know him. Yes. Yeah. Right, that's true. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. That's really good. Okay. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Ed. Is there anything? This why I look, given opportunities. Anything you want to plug? Where could people see you if they've never seen you on things or heard of your work before? Uh, what, what, you've done a lot of TV stuff. What could they see you on? I mean. I don't know what side I play at the moment. Um, Lost sitcoms, Steptoe and Son thing I started. The Steptoe and Son. That was repeated. That was repeated really? during lockdown. Yeah. Which was, oh mate, I want to watch that. I yeah. um, uh, IMDb. IMDb. Yeah, dig on IMDb. 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 Ed Coleman, and then go and watch all the stuff he's done. Uh, a very, very brilliant, yeah. talented man. Thanks, mate. Indeed. Uh, guys, please do subscribe to It's Your Funeral. Drop us a comment and a rating. And uh, please, once again, send any funny funeral or death-based stories to pod. It's your funeral at gmail.com. Also, do follow at Vom Cruz. That's Sam's Instagram account, which is really hilarious and brilliant. And have a listen to my other podcast, Almost Famous. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back very soon with another one. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.